Since 1931, Financial Executives International has been the leading advocate for the views of corporate financial management. Its more than 10,000 members hold policy-making positions as chief financial officers, chief accounting officers, controllers and treasurers at companies from every major industry. And FEI enhances its members' professional development through peer networking, career management services, conferences, research, and publications. Join FEI today to network with key influencers, understand emerging issues, advocate for corporate finance, and boost your career opportunities. Both individual and corporate membership options are available. Go to www.financialexecutives.org and click on Become a Member, or look for the link in this episode's show notes. Hi, this is Chris Westfall, and this is the FAI Weekly Podcast. Whatever the industry thinks of as a possible solution to the declining number of accounting students and professionals, there is a near-unanimous agreement on the dire consequences of the problem. Declining financial reporting quality and increased stress on the existing workforce that only exacerbates retention issues in the profession are just a couple aspects of the fallout. In this episode of the podcast, we speak with Dr. Rebecca Hahn, Professor of Accounting at the University of Maryland's Robert Smith School of Business, about her new research on the accounting pipeline crisis and how problems like poor internal controls and accounting accuracy may worsen over time. So, Dr. Hahn, uh, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Um, obviously, this is a, um, an issue that we're all trying to grapple with and our members are trying to understand. But I always like to start out a little bit, maybe you could give a little bit about yourself and, and um, where you're teaching right now. Sure. Thanks, Chris. Um, so so thanks, for, thanks for having me. Um, so I am a professor of accounting at the Robert H. Smith School of Business. Um, I'm also the assistant dean of doctoral programs there. So I've taught um, at Smith for uh, about 15 years, and I used to teach primarily in the in the graduate programs. And I started teaching in our undergraduate programs in, in the last two years, and partly to, to help understand, um, you know, the the downward trend that we've observed in mm-hmm. the in the accounting enrollment, and this is not just at Smith, like nationwide, um, we've observed a a downward trend in in the accounting enrollment. And so, um, so I can tell I can tell you a little bit more later. But, but at Smith, we've been trying to tackle this issue, right? Um, and how how to how to um, you know address this pipeline challenge. Yeah, I do really want to get into it, and I'm especially interested in your your uh, comparison between what you saw at the graduate level and what you're seeing at the undergraduate level. But uh, we'll get into that. Um, but the, today, I want to focus the conversation around a piece of research that you put out with a couple of your colleagues, um, talking some about some of the consequences of what's happening in the accounting pipeline, and um, specifically tied to. Uh, the number uh, or the the number of vacancies and the number of vacancies that are staying open, if, if I understand correctly, longer. So uh, could you sort of discuss uh, that research and, and how job vacancies are tied to the 
to, I think what your research is saying is, is a deteriorating quality of, of internal controls. Yeah, that, that's right. Sure. Um, so, so, so at the core, what we're interested in studying is the impact of an accountant shortage in the corporate sector, right? So we know accountants play an important role in the capital market. And we also know the accounting industry is facing a serious pipeline challenge. And um, th th there's anecdotal evidence that the shortage is having an effect on internal controls. Um, so, so some companies have explicitly stated in the SEC filings that the loss of accounting person personnel is the reason for the internal control deficiencies. Mm -hmm. so, so the question is like, are, are these isolated instances um, or is the accounting shortage having a more widespread effect on businesses? Right? So we want to provide large sample evidence to kind of shed light on these questions. Um, so empirically, we don't really observe right, whether a company is, is having an accountant shortage problem, mm. and unless they talk about it in the SEC filings. And, and this is where job postings come in. Um, so when you look at job postings, you don't just observe the number of accounting job vacancies. You also observe how long it takes uh, for the company to fill these vacancies, right? So anecdotally, we've observed companies taking longer to fill their accounting positions, right? It used to take, say, 30 days, and then it became 40 days, and now 50 right. days. Uh, so, so turnover is not new, right? But it's taking companies longer to find the right candidate with the right skills because the demand exceeds the supply in the labor market. Um, so what does that mean, right? So, so what it means is now we companies have fewer accounting personnel performing the same amount of tasks, um, and they might not have the right person with the right skills needed to perform internal control. And so this is when companies can become vulnerable to errors and, and misstatements. Um, and that, so that's the link, right? How mm -hmm. prolonged accounting vacancies, right? When it takes longer to find the appropriate accounting personnel um, can be associated with a higher risk of internal control deficiencies. And I guess the question I have is, um, you know, the, the, the way you go about it with um, looking at job vacancies, and does, it, does it just mean that, um, is it a snowball effect uh, in terms of like the longer these vacancies remain open um, or how can I put it? Um, you know, as you pointed out, like not everybody disclose is disclosing an issue and, and tied to internal controls and the number of vacancies. But do you think that's sort of a, a growing issue underneath that hasn't been right, that, that hasn't hit the part of disclosure yet? So, so part of it is what, what are companies required to disclose, right? Mm -hmm. So you, um, a, lot of, a lot of it is about um, timeliness and accuracy. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have enough personnel performing these tasks, everything takes longer. Right. And so companies when, so for example, um, companies have to file this uh, form, what's it? call let me see so this is form 12b-25 mm -hmm. like for example if they late with the 10ks and 10qs 
Right. And that's what they have to file with the SEC, right? This this um, late notification of late filing. And that's when they have to discuss. So why are they filing late? And a lot of times that's when they disclose, they starting to have, they, they see problems bubbling up, right? Mm. In the financial reporting and they have, they have these um, internal control weaknesses. And so companies, I don't know if they are required to always disclose all their problems, right? If they have turnover, you know, they don't necessarily have to disclose in in, uh, publicly in these SEC filings. Um, So, but we seeing more of this because they are listing it as a reason for why they are filing late or why they have these internal control deficiencies. And so this is why, you know, you know, when we try to think about how can we get at, how can we, how can we get at the impact of the accountant shortage at Mm. the firm level, right? When, when a lot of these um, turnovers are not observable, this is where we think job postings is really a nice way to allow us to observe Right. You know, when there's a shortage, you know, it's very intuitive that, you know, it will take longer for companies to find the right candidate. Right. So, again, it's just like a simple supply and demand story. Yeah, that makes total sense. And then the other aspect of the research I thought was really interesting, I think it was mentioned, was um, the longer the accounting jobs remain open, the greater the dissatisfaction on the part of the existing staff. Could you talk a little about that and what you saw and how that ties to internal controls? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, if you think about this, this is not just about accounting personnel, right? In general, when there's always, whenever there's turnover, um, someone has to pick up the slack, right? So mm-hmm. if you think about, you know, when, when it comes to accounting personnel, so then the current ac- accounting per- personnel would have to probably work more and work over time, right? Whenever you work more and, and your, your, your staff gets more tired, more burnout, they're more likely to make mistakes. Um, and so, so that gets back to, you know, how you're more, you're more prone to these internal control issues. And, and the more interesting part, what we find is, um, we, you know, the, the, the existing employees um, ratings are lower, so they are less satisfied. So what it right. means is when your when the firms are taking longer to fill these vacancies, you know, you know, it, it makes sense, right? So then, you know, someone has to work more, and then when you have to work more for an extended period of time, you more likely to be unhappy, and and so that can turn into actually a vicious cycle, right? <laughs> because then the the existing employee employees might may not want to keep having to work overtime and they're more likely to leave the company, right? So that can exacerbate the, the shortage issue. Yeah, did, did, did your um, research touch on that particular fact about retention? Because that's what we hear a lot from FBI members is that retention is becoming a larger issue. They, get, they bring on people from you know, public firms, uh, they, they get experience and it's tough keeping them within this, you know, profession or this career track, given all this. So is retention a growing issue? I, I think so. So BLS actually uh, have this stat that came out. Um, so so I think from 2021, 2022, like over the two year period, I think about 30,000 
accountants have left the profession, right? So we're talking about two different issues here, right? One mm-hmm. is like the, the pipeline challenge, right? We're not, we tr- you know, not enough students going into accounting. And the second problem is the the current accountants are also leaving the profession, right? So this is a little bit of a double-edged sword, right? So in, in some sense, we always tell our students, you know, this is the one degree with 360 degree of possibilities. Right. And, and it is true because um, a lot of accountants are able to pivot and go into other other directions. Um, so, so again, going back, you know, so the, the, the set from the BLS is that a non-trivial number of accountants, um, current accountants have left their positions. And just getting back to the research a little bit and then tying it to internal controls, just, you know, did your research show, are there particular internal controls that are suffering because of the lack of qualified staff? Uh, so that's a good question. So it's actually not so easy to pinpoint exactly what areas are affected here. Um, so in, in some sense, it's really the inability to catch things in, mm-hmm. in a timely manner, right? That can ultimately lead to, you know, affect the timing and the accuracy of companies' financial financial reports. And so, so, so when we look at these SEC filings, a lot of time we see very similar language, right? They talk right. about you know, how um, they have these internal control weaknesses due to failure to timely identify X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, and so, so, you know, it can be as simple as affecting account reconciliations, um, you know, incorrect Revenue recognitions, compliance with regulations, risk detection can be can be any of of these things, and and so I think in, in general the maybe the severity or the nature of the internal control deficiencies depends in part on who is missing. Right. Uh, so, so in other right. words, right. So think about you know who are we trying to replace? Like what what is the gap in the company? Right. If you if it's someone who has been and the company, you know, who's been, you know, let's say overseeing risk assessment. Right. Mm-hmm. Then that's that's where you're going to see problems bubbling up. Right. And if you see someone who's been with the firm for a long time, who really has a good understanding of the company's operations or have great industry expertise, then the internal control deficiency might be more serious. You know, one other thing I want to ask you is, um, if I noticed correctly, a couple of your co-authors are from from outside the United States. Are, is, do you think this is a global issue or this is a particularly U.S. issue? Oh, this is a great question. So it's not just a U.S. issue. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked to colleagues in, um, um, you know, in other parts of the world. Right. So my my one of the co-authors, Yurjan, she was um she she is actually an alum. She um, was one of my doctoral students who's now a faculty at HKUSC. So she mm-hmm. presented this work in Singapore for just to give you an, an example. And they have exactly the same issue. So really? the, the, uh, if you look at the accounting enrollments there has also gone down, um, you know, both, you know, on the public and private side, uh, everyone is looking for accountants. Um, so this is not an issue that's just um, in the U.S. Yeah, and that sort of gets into my next question, sort of like the solutions that have been coming up to sort of address it. And in the past, you know, to, to your point, that has been offshoring, 
you know, for a, for a lot mm-hmm. of public uh, yeah. accounting firms and, and a, lot of, a lot of people in the industry. And now that sort of dialogue, if I understand correctly, is moving from offshoring to automation and artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, taking up that slack. So I wanted to ask you about, like, what are your thoughts on that work? Is there, is this, are there technological solutions or even uh, global solutions to this issue uh, going forward? Yeah, no, 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 this is this is a great question, right? So everyone's talking about AI, you know, where where we're right. going with it. Um, so so I I think the jury is still out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I so so technology has definitely changed, you know, the the way um, a lot of things are done. There's a, a you know, so there's actually um, evidence to show that you know automation has you know improve um the efficiency of the audit process right so definitely you know the profession has benefited from 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 a lot of the technology uh, development and but in terms of internal control internal control itself is is a very complex system so i yeah. i think it's still the the human judgment is still right. a critical element of it. So I so this is not to say technology or AI cannot help. I think I think it can. Um, but to what extent it can replace uh, human accountants, I don't think we're not close to the, to that point yet. Can it pick up, you know, that extra five days, extra 10 days that, you know, that we right, right. take to fill the vacancy? It could. But technology has really been evolving very quickly, right? So I think a lot of what we're seeing with generative AI, for example, is really a lot of that is growing very rapidly in the last two years. So this is going back to why I said I think that the, the jury is still out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, th- I think, you know, so I don't know if you, maybe this is too simple, simplistic of a, a classifications, right? I don't know if you are an AI optimist or AI pessimist. <laughs> no, I think that's, that's a very appropriate way of looking at it. So, so I'm probably somewhere in between, but leaning towards the AI optimist side. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I embrace the technology. I think in many ways, I feel like it, is making the accounting profession much more interesting, right? If you think about auto, what automation has done so far, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's helping with a lot of the repetitive or what we think of as routine tasks. Um, so that a more boring task has been right. automated. So in that sense, it's making the accounting profession much more exciting and, and more interesting in, in my mind. Um, but I don't think, we we're there that it, at the point where AI or technology can replace a lot of the the tasks that really require um, sound uh, judgment calls. Right, and sort of a sort of a final wrap up question is to get back to your role as an educator, right, mm-hmm. and what you were seeing from students. Um, and I, I, you know, when I talk to people you know, on the education side, it's tough not to get into a discussion about a doom loop, you know, in terms of, of the accounting pipeline. What, what do you think, um, what's your big picture solutions to this or what are your thoughts on that? So, so I'm going to stay with being an optimist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think there's um, a single solution per se to mm-hmm. the accounting 
shortage, accountant shortage issue. So I think it really requires a, a collaborative effort from, from us educators, um, you know, the ICPA, the accounting firms and the, the accounting industry kind of like to tackle the, the pipeline challenge. challenge. And so, so you think about, um, I think salaries, the CPA mm. licensing requirements, um, the public perceptions of the profession. I think these are some of the key factors in this in, in this equation, right? And and I think as edu- educators, um, I feel like we do play an important role in shaping how our students' um, perspectives and understanding of, of these elements. Um, so I can t- I can give maybe maybe two things that we've done at Smith that I think has been pretty effective. Um, first, I think it's important to bridge the information gap about the accounting profession and to, to really help our students see the versatility of an accounting degree and, and having a, CP, a CPA, right? So just to give you an example, I, I mentioned earlier, I started teaching a uh, freshman, right? I started teaching the first principles right. of accounting course uh, last year. And, and I, I have um, the opportunity to interact with, um, you know, to talk to our students a lot more and kind of see the perspective. And, and so what I've observed is, um, you know, so first accounting is not everyone's cup of tea, right? right? But a lot of them don't really have a good understanding of what accounting is, right? So, so they still think of accounting as pretty much just number crunching. You sit behind the computer desk in a cubicle. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it, it, it's true that you want, you have to be good with numbers, but uh, a lot of the profession is like, you know, there it's really a very people profession too. And and so so one thing one thing we've done is we created a video series um, featuring our, our students interviewing our accounting and alumni. Right. And so that's been very helpful. Right? It, it doesn't just help our students see what the profession is, but it also helped them see what the profession is not. Um, and, and so part of it is to help dispel some of the misconceptions about the profession. Hmm. So, so that's, the, that's, that's the first thing, you know, we've had, have, um, you know, quite a few other initiatives in, in that, in that spirit. Um, second, I, I think um, what we teach is also important, right? right? So we, we spend a lot of time, um, you know, thinking about what, what are the skills the, the future accountants need. And so we've revamped our curriculum to integrate technology and data analytics into our undergraduate and, and graduate classrooms. Um, and I think it's, it, it serves at least two, two purposes, right? So it helps our students <laughs> see that, you know, that the profession has e- evolved, right? And technology is actually part of it, is a, is a big part of it. Uh, it also helps to kind of equip them with the, the kind of modern skills that, that they need to succeed, succeed in the profession. Great. Those are my questions. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here.